0: everybody experiences regret regret makes us human regret is part of the human condition we think that regret makes us weaker when in fact the research shows that regret can make us stronger that we can enlist our regrets as a an engine for forward progress because as i had you know collected 16000 regrets from people in 105 countries And when they told me their regrets, in a sense, they were also telling me about what made life worth living. No, regrets are part of the human condition. They exist for a reason. They're part of our cognitive machinery. The only people without regrets are five-year-olds, people with brain damage and sociopaths. The rest of us (laughs) have regrets, you know? And so instead instead of denying that humanity, let's embrace
1: it and use it. So I think one of the things with regret is that the reason I, we, a lot of people run from them is that they hurt, right? Like there's something about it that feels like this was a negative. This is a, this is a, a psychological landmark of things that didn't go the way I hoped to, or I would have done it differently. How do I turn that? Like, how do I take something that feels like it hurts and turn it into progress? It's, it's a really good point And this is
0: important and in some ways it's central. Regret hurts, there's no question about that. But here's the thing, regret also instructs and you can't have one without the other. So what you have to do is, so if you avoid the pain, you don't get any of the learning. So what you have to do is be able to process that pain. And I think there's a way for us to do that, to take our regrets, use them as signals, We haven't been taught to do that. That's the problem. We have this weird approach. We have this weird view of negative emotions. Like some of us think, "Oh, positive all the time." That leads to delusion. Some of us get so absorbed in our negative emotions that they, in some ways, exonerate us from making progress. That's a bad idea too. What we need to do is we need to process our negative emotions in a a systematic way, And and I think there's a good way to do that.
1: And when you so, I understand. With the book, um you had sixteen thousand people send you their regrets. I, I you know, in certain ways that it feels like a really fascinating study. In certain ways it must have been really heavy to read all of that. You know, to actually hear people's thoughts. Like, what did I regret in life that I'd be willing enough to kind of send into somebody? Yeah. Any I mean, A, did it feel emotional and B, were there any stories that stood out to you that feel like really um kind of almost symbolize the the power of regret? Sure. I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's an
0: interesting question. uh, Because what I had is I had this giant database of 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 regrets, and I would look on my computer screen and see them listed there. And you know what, it wasn't that much of a downer, because Hmm. I felt like people were for, for a whole host of reasons, I felt like people were trying to make sense of it. That is, that is, you know, one of the things that we there's, there's some interesting research on in this. One of the things that we, th- we, we think about disclosure of our vulnerabilities and our setbacks and so forth is that people will like us less. And in fact, they actually like us more when we do that. And so I actually had a lot of respect for people willing to disclose and willing to explain. And I felt like I was actually helping them make sense of this regret. So it wasn't that much of a downer. The other thing about it, to, to the second part of your question, which is this, is that over and over and over again, in among these 16,000 regrets, people kept talking about the same four core regrets over and over and over again around the world, the same four regrets kept coming up. And I found that fascinating because there wasn't much national difference. What's more, as I said earlier, these four regrets are revealing, because by telling me, by by telling us, by, by revealing our regrets. We are revealing what we value the most. And so to me, these four core regrets operate as a photographic negative of the good life. That is, if we understand what people regret the most, we actually understand what they value the most. So, in a weird way, these 16,000 regrets are not a downer as much as they are a pointer to what makes life worth living.
1: Interesting. I mean, even. I'm even hearing the you know, the bias in my question, right? Assuming that these regrets coming to you would have been this like heavy hit. Whereas in lots of ways it sounds like it was almost by the nature of somebody writing them down and sending them in, they're now processing them, which is showing the progress that they're hoping to make, or at least kind of like lighting the path down that direction.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And also just they're they're interesting. Anytime anybody tells you a story, it's in you know, you're 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 yeah. interested
1: yeah. in it. And and you
0: and you and as a human being you empathize with it and and you also see yourself in that. And and, and in some ways they were reassuring. So people came to me and said, you know what? I have a regret that I wasn't kind enough to people earlier in my life. I look at that and say, golly, you know what? I have that same regret. And it sort of made me feel a little bit better to know that other people had that regret. Are you willing to tell us what are the four regrets? Sure thing. Uh, so there are there are four core regrets over and over again. And they, they they tend to transcend the domains of life. We often think of our regrets as like, oh, I have a career regret. Oh, no, but I have a health regret or I have a romance regret. But what I found is the four regrets are these foundation regrets. Foundation regrets are if only I'd done the work. These are regrets people have about not studying hard enough in university or um, not taking care of their health or smoking or not eating right or not saving money. Small decisions that accumulate to bad consequences. The second one, huge category, boldness regrets. These are regrets that people have that say, if only i taken the chance. They didn't start a business. They didn't ask that crush out for a date. They didn't travel. Uh, they had an opportunity at, at one point in their life to do something beyond play it safe. They chose not to do that and now they regret it. Third category are moral regrets. If only I'd done the right thing. These are people who at a certain point in their life could do the right thing or the wrong thing, they do the wrong thing, and it still bugs them, which is in some way its own way heartening. It shows that I think people want to be good. And then the final one are connection regrets. Connection regrets are if only I'd reached out. And these are regrets about relationships, um, where you have a relationship or you should have had a relationship and it comes apart usually through drifts. And you want to reach out, but you don't because you think it's going to be awkward and the other side's not going to care. So it drifts out even more. And then in in some cases, it, it ends up being too late. And so these four regrets to me reveal, as I said earlier, what makes life worth living? What do we want out of life? We want a stable foundation. We want some stability. We want a chance to do something. We want a chance to learn and grow and lead a psychologically rich life. We want to do the right thing. I'm convinced, Tyler, that most of us want to do the right thing. And what else do we want? We want love. We want connection to other people. That's what makes life worth living. And I think, in terms of careers, I think that what's what what makes a good career. I think that what makes that's what makes an organization
1: that's worth working for. So, so if I'm a you know a listener and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, there is a connection regret that I have, you know, I. I should reach out to that person. And there's probably a reason why I I haven't. I mean, there's there's something that's that's blocking it. Yeah, what would you suggest I do? Like what what's the what unlocks that for somebody?
0: Okay, really, really, really important. Okay, so I think the two barriers are this. You think it's going to feel awkward. And you think the other side is not going to care. And here's the reality, both the reality of all these people I interviewed, but also the reality of a lot of research in social science. It's much less awkward than you think. <laughs> Two, the other side almost always cares. You're just wrong about that. And one of the things that I, one of the things that I did, I mean, I have a scene in the book where I talked to somebody who's saying, "Oh, I lost this, I, I drifted apart from this friend, and I'm not sure I would, I should reach out. And if I reach out, she's going to think it's creepy." And I finally said, "Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. How would you feel if she reached out to you?" And she said, "Oh my God, that would be the greatest thing. I'd be so touched." And I'm like, "Well." Hello, like, you know, extrapolate from your own experience there. And and so and so I really believe if there's a lesson in this book, and certainly the lesson for me, is that if you are at the juncture that you described, should I reach out? Or should I not reach out? You've already answered the question. Uh, I, I
1: think the lesson is always reach out. Well, I, I mean, I like it with it feels like with regret, you're just diving straight in. It's like, you know, this, this could be awkward. This could be lots of things. Step into it. It sounds like that's one of the kind of core themes. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, it's basically yes,
0: yes. Because there's a th- there's a third way. Don't ignore it. Don't dodge it. Just confront it. It's much less fearsome than you think. And this way that I think that we can process our regrets is very healthy. So one thing you can do is you can ref- you know like I I feel like there's three simple steps that you can take to turn your regrets into engines for progress. One of them yeah, is. please. Con- is to reframe the regret and the way you think about yourself. Um, so you know, do you, so a lot of times when we have a regret, one reason that we try to avoid it is that if we really confront it, we start lacerating ourselves, saying you, you know, our, our self-talk is you're an idiot, what are you talking about? Um, and what we should do instead is, it sounds gooey, but what we should do instead is treat ourselves with kindness. There's a body of research in what's called self-compassion, which is treating ourselves with kindness rather than contempt. Um, thinking about our own missteps as part of the human condition not something that only we do um looking at our missteps not as fully definitional of who we are but as just one part of who we are and so just sort of being a little better to ourselves the second thing you can do which we see which is a reason why we had 16,000 people offer up their regrets is disclosure disclosure is itself inherently valuable and we know that it relieves the burden but the other thing when we talk about our regrets or even write about them we take this blobby amorphous negative emotion and convert it into words and that makes it less fearsome and it begins the sense making process so there's a pile of evidence showing that talking about our regrets even writing about them privately is a way to defang them and finally what we need to do which is essential is we need to you know, we can we can look inward, all right. We can express outward, but then we now we got to move forward. And the way to do that, in my mind, is to take a step back and extract a lesson from it. Uh, what would you tell your best friend to do uh, if you ha- if you were looking back on this decision ten years from now? What would you want to have done? If someone else were in your position, what would she do? And and I think this process of looking inward and treating ourselves with some kindness expressing outward and disclosing the regret as a way to make sense of it and then moving forward by taking a step back and extracting a lesson is relatively simple to do and allows us to take these regrets and not be scared of them and not let them debilitate us but to enlist them as forces for moving forward.
1: Hmm. So it's self-compassion to write it down really make you write it down tell somebody make sense of it that kind of put a package around it understand it as opposed to just this kind of blob, and then, and then try to figure out the lesson from it so you can move forward. Reframe it by treating
0: yourself with kindness through self-compassion, disclose it to make sense of it, and um, take a step back and extract a lesson from it that you can apply to next time.